Shalom. Welcome to the cloud of Apostle Michael E. Ohini, the president of Malik Fortress Religious Organization. In today's episode, we are looking at what I have titled, The Overcomer, The Overcomer. And I read our first scripture from Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. It says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Beloved in Christ, note that after being born again, God desires you or all men to attain perfection measuring up to the fullness of the stature of Christ, who is the image of the living God. Most of today's believers think that attending church service regularly and living a sanctimonious life, waiting to go to heaven is all that there is to being born again. They are oblivious to the fact that they progressively have to mature and express the divine life of God deposited in them at a new birth. The ultimate desire an eternal plan of God is not that all men should be born again per se. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 says, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Beyond being saved is the additional requirement of coming to the knowledge of the truth which is Christ. And according to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20 21, the Bible says, but ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. From the very beginning, God's primary concern and focus in making man was for him to be in his image and function after his likeness. This is seen in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible says, and God said, let us Make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. From this scripture, image here speaks of the genetic coding which informs the functional purpose of a person. God's original intent in making man in his image was to make him Christ who is the express image of his person and in whom the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 verse 9, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, For in him the whole fullness of deity, that is the Godhead, continues to dwell in the bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Man lost this image in the fall, but it is restituted. To him by means of the work of salvation accomplished by God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ is the embodiment and the expression of God in a man. The believer should therefore be able to express the divine life of God in every situation of life. The ability to do this, however, is contingent on one's level of growth and maturity in Christ. This is because at a new birth, Man does not receive the fullness of Christ, rather he receives Christ as a seed. So in, in born again, there are two dimensions. There is the born again as seed, there is the born again as going to become a tree of life. Born again as seed is referred to in the Greek rendering as 
Gnayu Anothen, and then born again as tree of life, is also alluded to as Anagenayu. Christ as seed is evident in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptibility, by the word of God, which lives and abide forever. This scripture is in reference to Anagenayu, that is being born again not of corruptible seed. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9 also says, Whoever is born of God, does not sin for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God the seed of Christ which is the seed of life must mature into the tree of life by going through the various phases of growth in the believer by avenue of the active knowledge of the Word of God at work in his heart as is accomplished by the progressive teaching and learning of the Word Scripture therefore speaks about learning Christ in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. To be born again is therefore not the end in itself, rather it is a means to an end. This end is to attain to the fullness of Christ by means of knowledge. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 declares, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The Greek word for fullness as used in this verse is pleroma, which means repletion, completion, abundance, and maximum load. The Christ which has been placed in you as a seed at new birth must attain completion and full formation until you begin become as he is in full expression paul the apostle therefore declared to the galatian church in galatians chapter 4 verse 19 i'm reading from the amplified amplified version my little children for whom i am suffering birth pangs until christ is completely and permanently formed molded within you when christ is completely formed in a man he attains to completion and perfection and becomes the full expression of god on earth this perfect man is therefore not the pious looking man or the one who is without sin necessarily the person or this perfect man is the one who has maximized the christ life in him such that he is able to fully express Christ and his miraculous power. The believer who attains to this is called the overcomer in the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 3 verse 21 says, And to him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Revelation chapter 21 verse 7 also says, He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. There are, however, two kinds of overcomers in the world, or in the kingdom of God. There is the overcomers by faith, and the overcomers by works. Those mid-mentioned of in the scripture, I just read in Revelation, are overcomers by works. Through a thorough understanding of the scriptures, 
they have fully understood Christ and become his extension in supernatural manifestation and good works. Those believers who overcome by faith are spoken of in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5, and I read, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Those who overcome by faith are of the category of believers who by the saving work of Christ, credited to the account through their faith, have overcome the world. The victory that overcomes the world is your faith in Jesus. In John chapter 3, John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus told his disciples, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have great tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The believer overcomes the world by reason of his faith on account of the fact that Jesus already overcame the world. Hallelujah. Jesus' victory on this wise is credited to the believer's account by means of his faith in Jesus. This is what brings every man into Christ. The overcomers spoken of in the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, on the other hand, are not only those who came to believe, but additionally walked the walk of faith. This walk of faith does not relate to issues of sin, but gracious works wrought in Christ by the inspiration of the Spirit of God within. Thus, in the walk of the overcomer, the first challenge is the world. The day you become born again, the world is no more a problem because the challenge of the world is overcome by means of your faith. However, the next stage is overcoming yourself, that is, man, and overcoming God, or the spirit life. This is accomplished by the means of works in Christ. An account of this verity is clearly illustrated in Job's Jacob's encounter with the Epiphany in Genesis chapter 32, 24 to 28, and I read, And Jacob was left alone, and there was still a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hole of his thigh, and the hole of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Jacob was named Israel. By the being he wrestled with, because as a prince he fought both with man and God and overcame, he therefore became Israel by means of his work. This is what Paul the Apostle calls fighting the good fight of faith. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life, whereunto thou also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 to 8 also says, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my cause, I have kept the faith henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. The scripture speaks of the overcoming believers 
also known as the pride of the lamb or the glorious church jacob became israel the prince by works the other israelites are israelites by birth not by works that is the sons of jacob the 12 sons of jacob became israelite by birth but israel himself became israel because he fought with the angel of the lord the epiphany they speak of the general believers who are only saved but have no works reckoned to their account. This is the overcomer by faith. They have only overcome the world but have no, have not overcome man and God. Matthew chapter 25 verse 1 to 9 says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom, and five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their lamb vessels with their lamb. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lambs are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be no enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. The five wise virgins spoken of in the scripture signify the overcomers of this age which is the church age. They, they were ready to receive the bridegroom and so went in with him to partake in the marriage ceremony. They are overcomers both in faith and in works and so will reign with Christ at his appearing. The five foolish virgins, however, are not overcomers in works but overcomers in the faith only. They were not allowed to partake in the wedding ceremony because they were not ready. The doors were shut on them. Matthew 25 verse 10 says, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. So like I said previously, there are two dimensions of overcomers. There is the overcomer by faith, that is the seed, and then there is the overcomer by works, that is the tree of life. So, the overcomer by faith must grow to become tree of life. And this is the heartbeat. This is the expectation of every Christian, every believer. God expects you to grow to become a tree of life. And you must go through the seven heights of the church in Asia in order to become the overcomer by works. God bless you for listening to this podcast. Walk in this consciousness. Shalom.